time you took the blinders off. If there's easy money to be picked up, honestly, I'm for it, but otherwise... He made a gesture with his cigarette. The big man at his side laid a hand affectionately on his shoulder. All right, son, here it is. You saw those ranches we passed on the way up? Those Mex rancheros are about to fold up. Most of them are still Mexicans, though a few Yankees have got their wedges in but there's gonna be one more Yankee in business tomorrow. And Sam? He hesitated, and in the soft glow from a mezcal shop, his face was a mixture of enthusiasm, greed, and the holy consecration of an acolyte. Sam? He's gonna be the biggest Yankee that ever hit this town. They call this the Queen of the Cow Counties, and she's gonna have a king. General George Tate. Unmoved by his ardor, Sam asked coolly, What am I going to be, a court fool? Tate laughed. Huh, the prime minister. See if you can poke any holes in this plan. You buy in as partner with some hard-up max. You're a 51% partner, and what you say goes. No more fiestas while the cattle eat grapes in the vineyard. No more bylays, while the oranges dry up for lack of irrigation and the cattle lose themselves. That's the trouble with this country, Sam. Lack of common sense. A man with a little capital and ordinary sense could take over this country in ten years' time. He squinted. I've got a friend, name a Cowden, an attorney. He knows them all. He'll know which are ripe for picking. So you see? We're not going to hurt anybody but the loan sharks. We'll put somebody on a paying basis, and we'll do ourselves some good, too. I'm cutting you in for a third share just for fronting for me until things look right. Well, he asked, will you have to clear that with your parson? Sam was relieved. He smiled. When do we start, General? We're already started. We're going to see Will Cowden tonight. There was a small adobe office building between a blacksmith shop and a general store. A wooden sign projected over the street. Licensee William Cowden, Abogado, Attorney at Law. The windows were screened halfway up with green cloth and glowed gently with lamplight. Tate rapped. A man came from an inner room to meet them. He was short, stocky, dark, with full sideburns, and large eyes that studied them carefully as they stood in the dusk of the street. Howdy, Will, Tate said. Cowden visibly started. Then he said, Well, George, ha <laughs> ha, come in, come in. He let them into his office, into the smell of dust and cowhide-covered books and a scent of cooking. He shook hands with both men. But Sam thought he had the flushed, rumpled air of a man interrupted at lovemaking. George, this is, this is great, he said. Hadn't expected you back from Frisco so soon. He had them sit on the oak and rawhide settee while he sat behind his desk. He set out liquors and cigars, but he never lost that air of discomfiture. There was good-natured talk but not once did General Tate's eyes leave their perusal of Cowden's face. At last, he said, 
Sam here is helping me out. You can talk free. Let's get down to business, Will. Cowden's heavy eyebrows went up a trifle. You mean the... You know what I mean, Tate rapped. Sam saw the attorney's glance flick to a shelf of books fixed against the wall. He cleared his throat and handled his cigar very carefully as he rubbed the ash into a saucer. George, he said, things haven't worked out. I was thinking of Bonifacio Guerrero before, you know. He came into a little money somehow, so he's out. And there was Bandini in the cards, too, but he... Tate got clumsily to his feet. You're a damn liar. Things are tighter now than they've ever been. You know that. Will, if you try to deal to me off...